Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Jack of All Topics. I am your host, um, the captain, and today I have a very special guest, my first guest, Mr. Roman C. We're not using last names because um, who knows what kind of questions will be brought up. And we don't know, we don't want to dox anybody. So, Roman, tell us a little about yourself and. Uh, who are you? Uh, yeah, so hi everyone. My name is Roman. Uh, I'm just, I don't know, I guess you could say just an average college student. Nothing too crazy about me. Again, I also don't want to give any any information out just in case, you know, I get doxxed. <laughs> yeah, you don't want, uh, I hope the FBI isn't listening to our podcast. I mean, if they are, you know, kudos to them, you know, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Okay. So I've known Roman for a very long time. Uh, he's been one of my best friends for, you know, uh, a thousand years, I think, something along those lines. So uh, it's important that when we do something like this, we want to have a little bit of fun. So the it's kind of like a game. I kind of explain it to you. It's sort of like a game show in quotations. But what it's about, essentially is I'm going to do a 52-card generator, and we're going to correspond a topic, or a question rather, that corresponds to each card. Now, red cards are more superficial, fun, funny, whatever, and the black cards are a little more serious or philosophical or deep or whatever. And the point is this. If you can last the whole podcast, and answer the questions. You become a jack of all topics. But if you use uh, passes, there's going to be three passes. And if you use all three passes, you become a master of blah. So you don't you don't want to do that. You want to be a jack of all topics. You know that way, then you can brag about it. You know LinkedIn profile. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Resume builders. It, exactly. It's right under the skills section. So so. With that being said, are you ready to get started? Let's do this thing. Okay. So first, we're going to go to a card generator because if I didn't have a card generator, uh, then I would have to literally shuffle cards. So <laughs> and to play fifty-two card pickup with yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that I don't really want to do that. Because I don't want to hear like uh, cards shuffling in the background or <laughs> spilling them everywhere. <laughs> Sounds like cat scratching. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here we go. And the first one's the two of hearts. You got lucky with a superficial one. First question is... Would you survive on a deserted island? And what would you need? How many days? Um, I don't know. Let's say like, let's say a good month. You know what I mean? Uh, um, damn. Uh, honestly, probably not. Uh, but if I were to try, you know, you definitely need food. Um, and a, a source for water somehow. I don't know. Like you can like make a fire and boil down that water to try to get fresh water out of it. But honestly, I think the, um, I think the sun would probably just end up taking me out. I would forget to like go in the shade or like, I would just, I would get so beat by the sun. I don't want to go and get food. I want to have the energy to try to get food. And I would I, probably I, just like kill over. I, I like that you would forget to go into the, like the shade. Like you just be <laughs> like, just laying I on just the like, beach. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Hey man, it's a nice vacation. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you're starting out optimistic. Yeah, you know I mean, like, you know, a lot of people when they go on a deserted island, they're like scrambling around, like, what am I gonna do? You know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> a, a month may may be manageable. I might be able to do a month if if it's like February. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a shorter month, but <laughs> I, I think I think a month might be kind of like maxing out. Yeah. Well, like you said about food, what kind of food would you have? You know. Oh, I'd probably do a coconut because a coconut you can eat and also drink from it. 
like that's it just a coconut <laughs> well i mean I would, I would prefer to have more than just a coconut but if, like if that's like the one thing i could have on my island i would ask for coconut trees yeah I mean, I, I I respect that. I'm not a coconut person, so i'd I'd have to I'd have to when, weigh that out. You know, when it when it comes down to it, you just got to eat what you what you got around, man. Uh, that's true, but I mean, like, is it worth it? I don't know. I mean, like, coconuts, it's it's too much. You know, you don't have anything to blend it with. There's no chocolate. There's <laughs> no there's no other ingredients besides just eating a freaking coconut, and it's like. First off, too, how do you crack one open, right? Yeah, like, how yeah. do you open it up? Yeah, you got to have rocks. You got to have rocks around. Something you can smash it on. And I assume on an island there will be rocks, right? Like, yeah, at least, like, one. <laughs> at least I, one pebble. <laughs> one solitary rock. Just, <laughs> like, and it's one of those, like, big boulders, you know? Like, like you, <laughs> it's funny. It reminds me of... Uh, do you remember that book we had to read? Um, um, uh, what's the thing about the dolphins? It was like in Oh, Island years. of the Blue Dolphins. Island of the Blue Dolphins. Yeah, see, she was very skillful. Like, she would take, like, clamshells and, like, freaking make it into a trap and, like, catch yeah. fish. You know, I, I couldn't do that, you know. Yeah. I would just look at the water and be like. Yeah, honestly, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, because I never did get that. Like, and I, it's funny because I was watching The Walking Dead. I know The Walking Dead, but <laughs> I was watching it, and and this episode, Daryl speared a fish like on his first try, and right. I'm just sitting there like, how would you be able to do that? Like, you know, like a spear, you got to aim it and go like, yeah. and it's like, you know, how, how would you get the fish like immediately? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing for me is, as you know, I don't like seafood, so like, ah. it's just it's awful for me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's almost like a fear factor. You know, what I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like I again, like I like I told you, I mean, if it comes down to it, you got to eat what you got to eat, so I'd, I'd get over it. But at first, I'd be like, man, this tastes awful. Yeah, well, I I like yours. You know, making a fire, getting food, having water. You know, I I I think myself if I would. I think I'd survive on a desert island, like a deserted island, rather. I think I would be able to survive. Here's what I'm bringing. Okay. I'm bringing, if I could have something, I would bring a pack of Sour Patch Kids. Um, <laughs> so in case I die, I can remember something I enjoyed. <laughs> so, I can, so I can eat all of the all the sour dust at the bottom and burn my tongue off. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I could, um, I can, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? So I could, I could have that, so that when I get sores in my mouth. Um, uh, also, I think people always forget a toothbrush. Like your teeth are gonna rot out there if you don't have well, a toothbrush, floss, you know, toothpaste. Well, well, not necessarily, right? Because then you, because then you're not eating sugars. So if you don't well, have a lot of sugars. Well, I did eat the Sour Patch Kids. So <laughs> okay, well, fair. I, yeah, that's just that's just tearing away your teeth. <laughs> And I think I would drink like a gallon of seawater just to get myself a little hyped up. You know what I mean? Just to make those ulcers really feel different. Yeah. I want to bug out a little bit. You I know? Want, I want to start seeing shadows. <laughs> I, want I want to be on see the, the island sh- and be like, why is that creature following me in the background? I want to see the shadow people join me. <laughs> Roman. We're in your we're in your island. Roman, we're underneath the island. <laughs> yeah, actually scratch that. Let's not go to an island. Forget the <laughs> island. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, okay. Next question. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Five of hearts. You get another superficial one. Cool. Okay. Do you name inanimate objects? And if so, what are some examples? Uh, actually, yeah. So, as you know, my car—I named her Bella because I bought her on Isabella Street. Um, uh, to be honest with you, though, that might be the only inanimate object that I've named, only because I feel like—I mean, it's—it might be a cultural thing that people would name their cars, but also, I mean, I don't know. You're, you're with a car for so long, you start getting attached to it, and you feel like, oh yeah, you know, I should maybe put a name to this thing. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I like the naming the car thing. As you know, my car is named uh, Neon because it's <laughs> right. Dodge Neon. It's, it's not like a classification. It's not like I'm saying the Dodge Neon is a Neon. It's the name of the Dodge Neon is the Neon. So Right, yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, now that I think about it, I really don't think I've named anything else that's like an animal object other than that. Maybe when I was like little, you know, like stuffed animals and stuff. I don't even know. Like, I... I think, like, I always came up with the most basic name for things. Like, look, not just even, like, naming animals, but, like, stories, like, short stories and stuff. Like, I always would name things like, like, um, I'll give you an example, like Jack or yeah. or something. And then like it was like, Bob. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a little too basic. Like, it's a step above a Bob, but right. it ain't above a Jack, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, when when it came to short stories, I try to use simple names so I could use all of my other, all the rest of my mental power to actually creating a story. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I did that too. But with inanimate objects, like I with you, like I don't really remember naming anything. Like I just thought the thing was just what it was. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe like some people really name stuff, but like I know someone that. I think they name like, um, like little things, like, um, um, well, maybe not actually. No, never <laughs> mind. No, it was the car. It was the car <laughs> thing. No, that's it. Actually, if you name any inanimate objects, you're kicked off the show. <laughs> um, oh, okay. All right, here we go. I'm ready for the All next right. one. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Ten of hearts, another heart. I think yeah. it's just gonna be all hearts. It's just all the cards have been hearts. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm a I'm a pretty lovable guy. Oh, how sweet! All right, <laughs> get off my show. Okay. All right, let's hear. It. Um, if you could use a "do not disturb" sign at any moment, when would you use it? Oh, damn! That's an interesting question. Um, probably like when I'm. Because, uh, you know, most people probably say, like, when you're sleeping or like when you're using the bathroom. But uh, I think for me, it would be, like, maybe when I'm, like, listening to music. Like, especially when I'm listening to music while I eat or, like, I'm watching YouTube while I eat. I, like, don't interrupt my YouTube video. <laughs> don't. Or, like, if I'm, if I'm, like, in the middle of a song, I really don't want to pause it. Because then the whole, the whole flow of the song is all ruined and it's all off. I, I could not agree more. That's literally the, the thing about like – and it's funny because when you have like earbuds in or like headphones on, it always feels like the people look at you like, like, hey, do you hear me? Like, no. That's why I yeah. have the headphones on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I um I don't know if you know. It, it's called – it's a song called BFG Division. It's from the it's from the Doom video game soundtracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So literally the other day, it was like 9.30, 10 a.m. And I'm going through our dining hall and I'm scooping these, you know, awful like fake eggs onto my plate. And I have BFG Division blasting in my ears and no one could have any idea what I'm listening to. As I calmly scoop these eggs, I'm just listening to Mick Gordon just like shred on a 12-string guitar in my ear with, with like really cool synthesizers going as well. I, I love the juxtaposition of being <laughs> in a shitty dining hall. <laughs> it really is soundtrack. Like, it's like it's like music that's like made to like kill demons too. And I'm just like <laughs> walking into a dining hall to get mediocre breakfast. Wow, can't wait. Can't wait to go to my classes today with shredding like a freaking guitar solo in there. I can't wait to do it again today whenever I go for lunch. <laughs> See, like I, I remember a time I was in uh I was in sophomore year, right, in English class. And I think I told you this before, but but for the sake of the podcast. So I I used to have this really no, I had my iPod that time. I had an iPod touch and uh my earbuds were great. Like you could you could hear things so like intensely, but mm. the problem was sometimes you could hear on the outside. And I would forget this sometimes. And one time I was I was sitting in English class and I was listening to this music, working on something. I was looking down, and then I see like someone standing next to me, and I I look up and it's our it's my teacher, and I'm looking around. Everyone's looking at me, and 
he he goes, hey, turn your music down. And I was like, I was like, I didn't know anybody could hear it. Now, the funny part about the story was the song. It just happened to be girls just want to have fun. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is kind of catchy. And then I was I was mortified. Not the gender issue. It was just everybody was probably listening for like five minutes while I was just like <laughs> tapping my pencil uh acting like i knew what i was doing <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean to be fair that that always i always hated that too is like um in my english class funny enough i would be like doing an assignment and my english teacher would always like for some reason ask me a question it wouldn't even be related to like the words she just asked me like roman how are you today or like oh roman i read your thing it was i'm like yeah okay so i'm sitting there and I would look up occasionally at the table next to me and they'd be staring at me. And I looked up at the person next to me and they'd be staring at me. So then I knew that she asked me something, but I just couldn't hear her. So I hurry up and take one headphone out and I look over. I'm like, sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> and I'm like, why is it always me? Can somebody else get called on for once? See, I hate being called on. Like I, but then like at some level, like if someone just goes, hey, whenever you want to talk, like nobody talks, like nobody actually right. contributes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm always I, I feel bad for my one class on Zoom. I'm like the only person who talks and I feel like everyone hates it. But I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I just want to get this class moving. I want to get out of here. Well, then uh, well, it's the thing, too, because professors and teachers do that thing where if no one's answering, they're like just sitting there like they're no not going to yeah. move on. Yeah, Unless someone <laughs> it's always awkward silence. I can't stand it. I'm like, I don't care. I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Yeah, let's just move this class along. <laughs> See, that's why I miss like popcorn reading. You know what I mean? Oh, I love the popcorn reading so much. Did you ever do that thing where like if you like or not popcorn reading, but like when they would do like in like a certain order and you knew when you were going to go next and you hope to get like a good paragraph to read? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, actually, in my English class now, we kind of do that. We read around the room in order. And I'm like, really? I'm like, dude, we're what? There's like ranges between the ages of like, we have someone who's like 44 in our class, or like 43 or something. And like, so we have ages between like 18 to like 21, and then like a 43. And I'm like, dude, why are we reading in order? Like, this is second grade. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, I guess. I think I it's like a key. It. I think it's to keep like everyone engaged, not just a couple people. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. No, I actually I love reading out loud for class, and so what I used to do is um, I would follow along with my finger or whatnot, and I would like look away from the book, like pretending I'm not paying attention. So then a teacher would call on me to read because they thought I wasn't paying attention. So I kind of like. I baited them into letting me read out loud because I really liked doing it. Exactly. I did like something similar where I remember I would act like, oh, who cares about this? But like I was hoping to get that paragraph with like whatever I was interested in. And right. you, sometimes you get the paragraph. You're like, it's like a really short one. And sometimes they go like, okay, read the next one. I'm like, yes, that's the one I'm like, oh, read. Yes, thank you so much. You, you just, you made me feel so good about myself. I think at this point, like, if, if, it wasn't uh if it wasn't implied heavily that we're kind of nerdy people i think that was the that was the the last straw that was that was that the final that might have been the one uh yeah. you know the the degrees that say communication studies didn't didn't do it but wanting to read out loud really said it yeah well, well for the audience fun fact i have a communication studies degree and roman is pursuing one um uh at this moment so um, but yeah, anywho, so are you ready for the next question, my friend? Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Hey, a black card for once. We got the All seven right. of clubs. All right. So ooh, what do you remember most about your first crush? <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, okay. So actually my first crush was in kindergarten. All right. And, um, Funny enough, she, I mean, she stayed in the same school as us and she's been with the same dude for like five or six years now. And so, I mean, after like first grade, I didn't care anymore because again, it's kindergarten. I was like five, but, um, this, this is the one thing I remember the most, which is kind of funny. So, um, 
in, in kindergarten, you know, you had the bathroom inside the classroom. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So like, so I really had to pee. So I was like, can you go to the bathroom? And she was like, yeah, go ahead. And little did I know, or maybe we forgot and my teacher forgot, is that my crush at the time went in there and she didn't lock the door. So I opened it and I saw her and I hurry up and slammed the door. <laughs> I was because she was like going, she was peeing. I was like, oh my God, what did I just see? And so <laughs> I just I just pretended like it didn't happen. But I mean, my face was probably as red as a fucking tomato because I was like, oh no. I was like, oh no, what just happened to me? I can't even imagine that. Like I I, <laughs> I remember like thinking like I think I accidentally went to the women's bathroom before, like when I was like in second grade or something. And um, I went around, I'm like, you know, where's the urinals at? You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, what's going on? And I went, oh no, it's the women's bathroom, <laughs> you know? Uh, that was in elementary school though, I think. It, and I ran out and I told someone, they're like, how could you do that? And I was like, I didn't know. I just walked in. <laughs> Right. It's funny because then like when I drop my, like when you start working and you like, you know, have to clean the restrooms and they like, you know, you go and you clean the women's room. You're like, oh, this is my first time seeing like the inside of a women's restroom. And then you look around and you're like, it's only just two stalls. What's the big deal? <laughs> like, Yeah. It's actually worse, I think, than a men's bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, more people can go at once in a men's bathroom. Exactly. I feel, I feel bad for all the, you know, all the, all the ladies having to wait out a line just to pee. Yeah, like think about like what like a baseball game, you know, in a men's bathroom or like you a, just have a trough, you know. Yeah, it's it fucking sucks and it smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, a side tangent, right? So like, I don't understand in in bathrooms. How is it that you have sometimes toilet where people stuff it with so much toilet paper and like don't flush it? Like I don't understand. <laughs> how that works like you get up you lift your ass up and you go off and you go huh i'm gonna leave it like that i guess you say you know what someone else will appreciate this more <laughs> it's like sometimes i wonder if they like put it in there first and then poop on it and then put more toilet paper on top like to dampen the blow so they don't get toilet water up their ass i think i <laughs> I think it's a strategy um, that maybe we're missing out on. We don't get the context. You know what I mean? Because you, you know, people like well, like they call it like rat nesting the toilet. They like lay all the all the toilet paper around the seat, so you're not sitting right on the seat. But like they just do that to a, a worse extent. I'm stuck on the rat nesting. I never. <laughs> You never heard that term for no, it? No, I just thought it was just called laying the toilet paper down. I grew up here and it was called rat nesting. <laughs> I can't. Meanwhile, I'm probably laughing into the mic, blowing out everyone's ears. I, I can't even take it. <laughs> but, but circling back to the original question, I remember my first crush. Um, I think I remember... Um, it, I was in kindergarten as well, and I went to her birthday party, and she was kind of like wealthy, so like they had like a limousine and stuff. Damn, yeah, God, it was really damn. nice. Yeah, and and there was um a moment where uh we were at the party, and they were like, "Remember spin the bottle?" Like that was like oh, a thing people did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played spin the bottle and I remember like it landed on us. Now she was really, you know, as a kindergartner, I was like, wow, she's so pretty, you know? And I remember when it landed on her, she said, really? And I just hung my head. I'm thinking that's the worst response. Really? Like, really? God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like really like what? Like what? You it, it's like the thing you say when you're like waiting in line at Walmart and then they have to close the aisle. Like really? <laughs> really? You really, really? Just made that happen? <laughs> like it's not and, and you know what? It's worse than even her being like, "No," because at least it's like, "All right." This is like, "Really? Like what's the question?" There's no question. Yeah. Just yeah, kiss like, me. <laughs> shut up and kiss me already. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I think she did at the end of the night. 
you know, but but I was kind of I was bummed out. But um, right, yeah. But that was my first crush though, kindergarten. I don't know what it is about kindergarten. I think because everyone's like mixing with people. I think that's when yeah. everyone's like, oh, you know, let's like everybody, you know. Yeah, I think that's what it is too. It's like it's like your first experience with like a lot of different people. Yeah. And then and like, it sort of sets you up for uh, the rest of your life. Yeah, but like at the same time, like you're stuck with those people till like senior year, till like you graduate. So then I feel like college time does it again too, because there's even more people. Yeah, I agree and with you. Like, oh man, there's people from like different, like, and also like you know studying different things. So like, there's so much difference happening. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like it's it's nice though to have that. I mean, granted, like you said, like college really is the place where like you really intermingle with like di- a lot of different people from different areas instead of just like the same one hundred that you've seen a million <laughs> yeah, yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, there's people you can't wait to get away from. Yeah, well, I, and it's the thing, right? And and then you have this sort of like period of your life where then you start seeing them again, and you're like, hey. What's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, and it's just awkward because like you're just like, oh hey, how's it going? And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the same. It's almost like a script, especially whenever you like meet people like at college. There's like certain questions you always ask, like you know, where are you from? What are you studying? What year are you? So like, it's whenever you see people that you haven't seen since graduation, you're like, hey, what you been up to? How's life treating you? You know, anything new going on? So oh yeah, like, I I hate that script to be honest. It's it's all just a superficial thing, just to be like, okay, get me out of here as soon as possible. Now, see, now what I've been doing now is I just tell people something random. They come up to me, hey, how's it going? I'm like, where's the sweet potatoes at? You know, what I mean, I'm at Walmart. <laughs> hey, how's yeah. it going? I, the squirrel took my foot the other day. <laughs> I gotta had to beat him for it, but I got it back. <laughs> Damn squirrel! Let me tell you <laughs> something, man. I, <laughs> I beat him in Texas Hold'em for my for my pinky toe. Yeah, they don't tell you that in school, but squirrels notoriously are good gamblers, so you got to be. <laughs> you see, they always have the painting of the dogs playing poker. That was originally a bunch of squirrels, but they painted it up due to the, you know, the squirrel terrorist attack. Exactly. Like, think about it. When when did a squirrel ever rightfully get a nut in their whole life? <laughs> They're always stealing their shits. Yeah, they played in squirrel games. That's how they got all the nuts. <laughs> They won $42 billion nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's, a nice, that's a nice cultural reference. We can, yeah. we can date this first episode, too. Yeah. That's going to be like 20 years from now. They'll be like, what was what is Squirrel Game? <laughs> what is Squirrel Game? Every 20 years, I'll be like, what the fuck was Squirrel Games? Why do we say that? Yeah, it's a, it's a sequel to Over the Hedge. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked about that movie a couple of days ago. That's crazy. I don't remember <laughs> the plot though of that movie, unfortunately. Like I, I remember moments. I know there was a raccoon and yeah, I know yeah. there was a turtle. Yeah, um, so so the raccoon um played by Bruce Willis, uh of course, um he like stole this bear's snacks or something and the bear caught him, so he had to like he had to like pay off his debt. Right. And so so the raccoon found that suburb. And was like, oh man, there's so many snacks in there. But he needed help because he saw the security and stuff. So he had the the animals from behind the hedge help him. And then and Fern, the uh, the turtle, was like, no, we can't do that. But everyone else was like, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's see something new. Let's explore the world. I think now that you're saying that, like I I now actually am vi- like visualizing scenes from that movie now. Yeah, it's funny. I haven't seen that movie since probably like. 2008 or 2009 but like i remember the plot really well for some reason yeah you can find the dvd in a target bin now <laughs> i'm sure it's a five dollar movie at walmart it's black friday it's a dollar deal <laughs> it's black friday dollar general everything's 99 cents <laughs> it's like um um how do i say this like <laughs> it's like walmart pre-ordered like one million copies of over the hedge and they have to get rid of them all by Christmas. They overestimate how many people really want to see this movie again. <laughs> they thought, I thought people wanted to see this movie. Didn't it just come out? People, I thought people really liked Bruce Willis. 
Over the Hedge feels like a movie that came out a long time ago, yet like a couple years ago. <laughs> right, yeah. It feels like something I would have watched over, over quarantine. <laughs> That's the strategy. I don't know why we didn't watch that over quarantine. We we really should have just went back to like childhood favorites. I did I did watch a lot of Barnyard <laughs> over quarantine. I wish I did. The, the movie or the show? The movie. And, right. I mean, if I had access to the show, I definitely would have as well. It's a good show. It really um, is one of my favorites. So let's do another question. Are you ready? Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Seven of diamonds. So that means a silly one. Let's see. Um, what are your thoughts on big crowds? Any experiences you can share? Um, I feel like it kind of depends on the context, right? So like just everyday life, like if I'm going to like, you know, like I said, to the dining hall or like going to like stand in line or something. If there's a lot of people around me, especially when they start bumping into me, I get very like, I guess you can say claustrophobic, but I also get irritated where like, I kind of just want to like throw my elbows out to like create room for myself, but I know I'm going to hit people. Um, but like, if it's like in a matter of, you know, like student session at a football game or like uh, in two weeks, I'll be at a concert. So there's going to be a huge crowd or, or um like a like a like a like a march on something like a protest or something like it's kind of that i thought like i'm okay with large crowds if we all have the same idea we all have the same energy going towards something but like if it's just a big crowd like a big line or something and we're all just kind of like waiting for or like talking there's a lot of different conversations going on about totally different topics and like I says whenever people start bumping into me, I start getting like freaked out and I just need to like break away from it. Um, so yeah, I, I would say definitely depends on the context for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I like that you bring up about like in the dining hall, like in that situation, like I don't know how to phrase it. I don't know if you agree with me, but it's kind of like um, when there seems to be like a procedural way of moving in a group it feels more uncomfortable than just like naturally being in a group of people. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like for example, like the airport, right. When we went to Fort Lauderdale and we were coming back, we were leaving and you're in that line. Right. And there's tons of freaking people around you and you have to worry about other things besides the people. Right. Yeah. Put your stuff in the bins. You got to get like scanned and this whole shit like that. And like you always forget like and then like all these people around you, you're like, get me out of here. But like you yeah. said, like if I'm at like a concert or like a game or something, it just doesn't feel the same way. It kind of feels like more comfortable in that setting. But I think generally I'm a very like small group oriented person or one on one then I am like, uh, ooh, I want to be around a big crowd of people, you know? Yeah, I would probably say the same. Like, I'd rather hang out with, like, a group of, like, five friends maybe. So a total of, like, five or six people. And that might be, like, that even that might be pushing it. But, like, I could handle that um, just on, like, every, like, day-to-day life. Yeah, because I, I agree with you with the five people. I feel like that's the max. Because if you go beyond five, and like I said, even five's pushing it, but like if you go beyond five, you're basically having a conversation with like one other person. So it's like yeah. it, it goes back to default, you know, because there's too many people talking, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Um with that being said, let's go to another one. Uh let's see. Ready? Four of clubs. Oh, we're going on a deep one now. Ooh. Um let's see. Um, let's go with this one. Uh, let's go with, if you, well, no, I don't like that one, actually. Um, let's go with, what is something you learned from simply watching a stranger? Oh, man. That's an interesting one. I had not think about that. Um. You know, I I think I think begrudgingly I'm about to use the pass, so I don't take up too much time thinking about it. Okay, that's all right. You can use a pass. Yeah. You're not a weenie. No. You're not a no, weenie I, hat junior yet. 
Um, but that's a, that's a really great question. I really got to think about that after this. I think like if I had to think about this, um, so I'm looking at it at first when I heard the question, I was thinking like, you know, someone in the street or like someone like that. But now I'm going to throw this for a loop. Technically, YouTubers count because they're technically strangers, right? Like oh, not yeah. someone I know, like in the same way where it's reciprocal. So even though they're not strangers, like I know who they are, they're not someone I actually know on a personal level. So I would say any like YouTubers I watch, like I love, um, I'm a, I'm a big history, religion nerd, that kind of stuff. And it's a YouTuber named religion for breakfast. And his videos are always so like informative and really well made. So every time I watch one of his, like, I feel like I learned something from it. And so technically he's a stranger. So I'm going with that one. It, it, oh, yeah. See, if I would have thought of that, then I have so many I can, I can name. <laughs> well, name one. What do you think? Uh, over the summer, um, as you know, I'm not a big card guy, uh, but like my, the rest of my family seems to be. And I've always wanted to learn, but it's just never super interesting. It was never presented to me in an interesting way. But this YouTuber by the name of Chris Fix, he presents in a really interesting way. And he's a lot of fun to watch and informative. So I learned enough over the summer to be able to be like, oh, okay, yeah, this does that, that does that. So I can hold kind of a basic conversation with it. Yeah, I feel like, well, it's funny you say that because you being able to have a basic conversation about like cars and like mechanics of a car. I feel like every time I go to like a mechanic to fix my car, I... I'm like saying like the dumbest things about the car. Like it's making this weird squeaky noise. And they're like, okay, what kind of squeaky? I'm like, I don't know the squeaky kind. You know what I mean? No, it's okay. I still talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, you know, a little bit of like the jargon. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Just a little interspersed in there, you know? Yeah. Just a, just a wee bit. But a lot of the times I do YouTube to like learn how to play an instrument. That's that's a big thing for me. So I guess I can also talk about like I could also say like I've learned how to play certain songs from YouTube. Oh, on the ukulele. Uh, the uke I I was I was learning also on the keyboard. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. And um, and that saxophone I got before I moved into school. Uh, was sitting in my room. I didn't bring it up with me, but uh, right before I was learning how to how to start playing that as well. I think it's pretty cool too, because like, I feel like growing up, like I never really had like, I mean, everyone has like, I think some degree of like, oh, I wish I could play that instrument, you know, like be in a rock band or, or be like a big singer or something. But like, I never was like a band kid and I never like learned how to play an instrument. So like now in life, I'm like, I kind of want to learn to be able to sing, like do some songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm the same way. It's always been that way. I was like, man. Why is everyone so talented and I can't play an instrument? Yeah, like like come on. Let me let me like strum out, you know? Yeah. Let like me have way. let me have some of the cool guy energy. Yeah, I'll be at a fire, you know, and I have like a beanie <laughs> like a freaking beanie on, like You gotta you gotta play Wonderwall. It's just it, yeah. it's the law of the land. That is true. I wanna ask them too, like, you ever hear this song? It's it's kind of an underground song, so I can't imagine you heard it, but it's Wonderwall. <laughs> You guys have uh, definitely not heard of this. <laughs> no, it's it's so rare. Like it's the national like, anthem. <laughs> it's the national anthem of like douchey guys at a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have come to the final round. I don't know. Final card. I haven't thought this whole thing out. So <laughs> <laughs> what do they expect me to do it's episode one do you think like jeopardy started out knowing what the hell they were doing the first episode probably <laughs> all right that's not helpful okay. <laughs> you lose <laughs> okay okay last time are you ready yeah don't jump out of your seat okay okay what do we got what do we got? oh it's a it's a black card all right nine of spades we had to uh, leave a deep way so, uh, let us see. Okay. Uh, what about you do you seem to get the most comments about? 
Um, uh, probably personality. Um, like recently, it's been coming up more. I get I get compliments on the smile, um, which I'm sure my mom's happy about because she paid forty eight hundred dollars for the smile. <laughs> but uh, and I don't get me wrong, I like it too. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think definitely personality. Um, people always say I'm very easy to talk to. Um, I'm very easy to be open with. Like they don't feel. People say I look intimidating at first. Uh, but once they like as soon as they talk to me that like upon just a hello that instantly gets broken down um and one of the best compliments i received recently was um one of my co-workers she told me that um because we were on the topic of i think um uh, kind of like uh space and the idea of like making people feel comfortable in a space setting um you know, like don't corner somebody in, always leave like a way out for them in case anything arises. And um, I said, as the only guy in this job right now, uh, I have to be very careful of that <laughs> because it can be misconstrued in many different ways. And so my coworker said, um, she went, you have a point, she goes, but Roman, you're a, you're a really great ally. And that was one of the best compliments I received in a long time because is one of those compliments that, that goes past superficiality and like you actually have to know the person. So for someone to say that I'm a great ally to, to anybody or any group is, is really heartwarming. So I would, yeah, I'd probably say that. Well, it, and it reaffirms your, um, your values of like your character, you know, right, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just like, Oh, like the smile is nice because, you know, people are paying attention to your physical features in like a positive way. But when you address something, like you said, like you're a good, you're a great ally, you know, it's like, oh, like it reaffirms you as being a good person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it lets me know that, like you said, kind of my values and like how I go about showing them to the world is actually in a, in, in a good and positive way. Yeah. And that's like something that sticks with you too. It gives you like yeah. an extra boost of like, Hey, I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm, I'm, my life is actually going in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that was really great. And it, it kind of ties into what I've heard a lot from people. Like I said, is that, you know, I'm easy to talk to. I break down barriers a lot. I allow people to feel comfortable and safe. And so that, that really just makes me feel good because that's all I ever want to do in life is just make people feel as comfortable being themselves as possible because in my opinion, there's nothing more empowering than feeling like you can be fully yourself and not have to worry about other people judging you. Yeah, that's a good point. I think too, because um, it's very difficult to be authentic, uh, especially if your social supports are really negative or toxic. You know, and I don't like using that word too much, but when people are like weighing you down or judging you constantly, like you sort of get this behavioral trend of like, I'm not going to do this now because every time I do it, people react a certain way that I find to be hurtful. But I remember a quote before, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher it, but it was like, uh, it was like being yourself is the greatest gift you can give to the world. And I think that that relates back to like what you were talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, when it comes to comments, um, you know, there's always the usual smart, sexy, never wrong, you know, like, <laughs> totalitarian, you know, <laughs> yeah, totalitarian, um, uh, always handsome, you know, things like that. But, you know, <laughs> thick as can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have big brain energy. Uh, it's just something that, you know, people just say about me. But I think on a serious level, um, I told you this before, but I was out with uh, a couple of our friends at uh, this brewery we hang out at, and they told me, you have such a, a, such a like good energy that makes people open up and allows them to be goofy and be silly and not feel judged. And that, when they said that, I sort of sat there a little bit and I was like, oh, thanks. You know, I'm like, and when I sort of let it sort of stew around in my brain, I was like, that's a really nice compliment. Like, 
like you said, it goes beyond just like, oh, you look nice today or, oh, that was super co- kind of you. Like, it's cool. Those are good compliments, you know, any compliments. To it. But something about that's like it hits you right in your soul, like right in the, oh, yeah, like I do want that, you know. Yeah. And another one I told you before when I was at uh, when I was doing my uh, degree at university and uh, I was in a like a graphic design course and my friend at the time uh, they told me um, they were like we would we would laugh about stuff all the time we never did our work like consistently we were always looking at memes on the computer and stuff like that and one day she told me we were leaving after work on a project and she said I really like the way you talk the way you use your words and I was like huh and I said, thanks again, like my, the other thing. And I went back to my car and I was like, wow, like, cause I'm one of those people, like, I think a lot about like how I'm talking and like, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people open up. I want to make people feel comfortable. And so when people point that out in a unique way, I just feel like I did what I need to do. Like I actually made some sort of impact and, uh, it's whenever, especially when you're in the, the darker times of your life, it really helps you, like, remember who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, actually, on the on the one that you just brought up, I had a similar um, compliment given to me. I was in – there was this guy. He was in my public speaking course, and he never told me in class, but we were at this event, and I randomly saw him. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, just nice and – like, just – talking and stuff and he said you know roman i really like your vocabulary he said you use a lot of words that people don't really use or like people our age don't care to use like you you really have a unique way of like expressing yourself and i was like i told him right to his face i was like that is one of the best compliments i've ever received i was like thank you so much that means the world to me it's a beautiful one and like not to sound pretentious it's not like that we're like we use a lot of smart words or something. It's just that like, you know, I like wordplay. I like being able to use things people don't normally use. And it's not for everyone. Like some people don't vibe with it. But when people do, it like makes you feel seen from the outside world. And it's like. Yeah, especially because I feel like we we use certain words to kind of express what we do want to give out to the world. Yeah. You know, we, oh, Absolutely. Like, yeah, like you said, you want to give out that that goofy, fun energy that allows people to open up, and I want to give that that safe energy that allows people to open up. Right, so, and and actually, what's interesting you say that is that you can do both. You know, right, like yeah, I, yeah. I'm definitely you know jack of all topics, wink, wink. <laughs> but one of the things I can do that's why the motivation for this show is that, or podcast rather, is that um, I can switch to something that's really funny or goofy. Look at this podcast. And then the next minute you're going down this rabbit hole that is genuinely like serious, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think you and I, since we've been friends for so long, we've always just, even whenever, even when we first met, we've always been able to bounce off each other's energy. Yeah. And, that's that's and, hard to do, you know? Yeah. And so it's almost like this, this con, I don't want to say training because it never feels like training, but almost like this constant subconscious training between you and I, just being able to do that, how we can just like, hit a switch to you know be goofy or be serious or be able to blend the two like we're able to where i feel like you and i are able to traverse a lot of different topics at once and yeah and that's just because our life has made us that way like life events have led us to have to do that um uh, because you and i both had to grow up very early in our life for different reasons and so we've had to have a quote-unquote adult conversations at young ages to be able to explain our world to people and that's a a good point and so i feel like that really lends it to so you know unfortunate that the stuff we went through happened but at the same time i mean it, it makes us who we are and so i think um you know we we take we should take it with some take it in stride a little bit that it sucked, but hey, we we made it. We're still going, and it, it, we continue to grow as people. I agree with that. I think, uh, like you said, like because of our upbringing, you know, contributes to who we are now. 
And I think also too, there's some degree of like our personalities just sort of are like that and uh, you know, out externally, internally. And uh, I think this is a great first episode because, you know, since we know each other so well, you know, we're able to, to do this where not everyone can do it, you know, which is sort of the, the concept of the show is that getting people to do it, you know? Right. So, um, well, on that note, I am proud to say, Roman, you are a jack of all topics. Yeah, let's do this. You, you made it through the end. You know? That's a resume right there. That is, yeah. That's that's something when you go in your job interview, you're going to be like, listen, I'm a jack of all topics. And they're like, <laughs> what, Roman, what does that mean? And they're like, let me show you a podcast and <laughs> then you'll know. Say, just give me any topic you got on your mind. I'll answer it right now. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. And I appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully you'll come back on again. Uh, not for like a good thousand episodes because I hate <laughs> you. So don't come back yeah, on. Okay. Fair. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, an honor being the first guest. Uh, I can't wait to see where this goes. And yeah, you know, the thousandth episode uh, special, you know, bring back your first guest. Yeah. At that point, a thousand episodes, um, you know, and I, we might be having a midlife crisis by that point. So that'll be fun to see play out. <laughs> or <laughs> so see, there's two ways this can, right? Either this podcast will take off and you'll be, you'll be living in luxury yeah. or, or you'll be saying next time you see me, they'll be eating out of the palm of my hands. Spare yeah. change. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, Roman, I've wanted to say this since the beginning of the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we would have edited it right there. <laughs> yeah, we should. Actually, we should. I should edit that like right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. But no. And, anyways, but... ma'am, thanks for coming on. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And thank you for playing Jack of All Topics. Thank you. I'll catch you another time. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tune in to next time where I might have someone that uh, I don't like. I don't know. I'll just pick random people. I don't know at this point. People in my life off the street. Yeah, I'm going to rope in people to do it by being like, please, like banging (laughs) on my knees. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a good rest of your day. Captain signing off.